all, let's just worship. Close your eyes. Shut yourself in with Him. He means more than anything. Everyone stand, slip your hands up. Jennifer, lead us in that one more time. Come on, just slip your hands up. Tell him how much you love him. Telling you, hope that I cling to you mean more than this world to me. Wouldn't silver or gold would trade you for riches untold you are you are my everything Jesus touched Sister Pam Strickland that's being taken by emergency to the hospital right now we pray for your healing and your health in her life and at this moment we release the word of God you sent your word Jesus and performed healing so touch Pam even as we call upon your mighty name everyone said amen what you do on the first Sunday in a year is a signal to heaven and I want to bless you because you've chose to be in the house of God on the very first Sunday. I'm telling you, it's important because this sends a signal to heaven. And there's some things that we're going to do today in this sermon that I believe are important for the first. And right now, I want us to lift our hands and I want us to welcome the Holy Spirit. Because I'm telling you, without the help of the Holy Ghost in 2014, we can't do anything. But he that has come to live in us and abide with us and anoint us and empower us can cause us to rise up and do mighty things, greater things. Come on, just welcome the Holy Spirit right now. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, fresh wind of God. Fresh wind of God. When everyone's standing, and please turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 19. God bless you for your giving. Thank you, worship team all of the choir and worship ministry. Matthew chapter 19, last Sunday, on the last Sunday of the year, I preached about the last, and today I'm preaching about the first. And there's some important things from the Word of God concerning the first, and some th declarations we're going to make today. Matthew chapter 19, but Jesus, this is verse 26. Have you found it? Say amen. If your neighbor's still looking, say, oh me. Uh-oh, okay. Verse 26, Matthew 19, Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Somebody here has been needing a life verse for 2014. Why don't you just stake your claim to that? Amen. There's not a day that goes by that I don't have a pen while I'm reading the scriptures and I get to a verse that just resonates in my spirit I put my name by it and I date it amen and I claim it and I've got this one claimed with God all things are possible somebody say amen once again then answered Peter and said unto him behold we have forsaken all and followed thee what shall we have therefore 
And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And every one that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold. I'm telling you, Jesus prophesied and declared an hundredfold. If you put Jesus first, if you put God first, he has declared an hundredfold. Somebody say amen. amen. And shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. You may be seated. Please take out a pen and your Sunday bulletin so you can jot down some notes. I'm going to rehearse four or five thoughts from last Sunday and jump right into the message for today. But I made the statement last Sunday, not always is last the last. Many illustrations of those who have started last but with God on their side, all things are possible. I'm going to just have to come right down there on the first Sunday of the new year and say amen. Because God on your side this year means you can do more than you did last year without him. Amen. You may have started last. You may have only got, got to the last of your resources. Maybe there was only a little oil left in the barrel or a little meal left in the barrel. But I want to tell you, with God, all things are possible. The last, and I want you to write this down, the last or the place of last could be your place of breakthrough. You've gotten to the bottom of the barrel, it's time for God to show up and a miracle to happen. We went through a number of scriptures from the book of Isaiah where God declares himself to be the first and the last. And in those verses he said, there's none like unto me, no one else. I'm telling you, if God is first, and if God is last, you're not really last. Amen. We looked at the last words before death are important. And Isaac prophesied and Jacob prophesied on his deathbed and David prophesied. Jesus in the book of Revelation declares himself three times in Revelation chapter 1. In the first chapter, he declares himself three times to be the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, the first and the last. I want to tell you once again, if he is last, you're not last. The world may put you last, but I'm telling you with God, all things are possible in 2014. Now, I did not get to talk last Sunday about the last judgments. We looked at a lot of things that are listed last supper and, and last days, but we did not get to talk about the last judgments. There is a judgment for Christians known as the judgment seat of Christ. When all of our works will be tried as by fire, the wood, the hay, the stubble will be burned up. I want to challenge you in 2014, be used of the Lord. Do something for Jesus. Do something for his church. I'm telling you, it's important. It's an important part of the equation. Unavailable is not acceptable in 2014. Do something for Jesus. Wow. Everybody say amen. We did not look at the last messages to the seven churches of Asia Minor. But do you know that those last prophetic words and those last messages to the church uh, in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3 went unheeded by the church 
and all seven of those churches failed and actually uh, uh, went into non-existence over a number of years because they did not heed the last warnings and the last word of God. I want to tell you, as we live in the last days, we need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And the church needs to stay on track with the truth and the word of God and not buy into false doctrine and false teaching. Amen. I pointed out how that in Isaiah 7, 15, and I saw this on Christmas morning when I was doing my devotions before Kim got up, I was reading in Isaiah, and I saw chapter 7, verse 15, that Jesus ate butter and honey so that he could discern good from evil. I looked up the word butter, and it's curdled milk. And so Jesus ate milk and honey so that he could, and you'll go back to uh, the message we preached uh, on, uh, on uh, back in the, the fall about uh, the land flowing with milk and honey, August and September. And yet Jesus ate milk and honey, butter and honey, so he could discern right from wrong, good from evil. You need to take a little honey and milk this week. Amen. So that our spiritual senses in 2014 stay sharpened so that we will know what is truth. Everybody say amen. Well, I want us to look at the first. Everybody go to Matthew chapter 6. We're headed somewhere today. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. First things first. Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus tells men what must be first in their lives before anything else is that he must be Lord. Amen? At the start and the end of everything is God. Everything is about God. We finished 2013 acknowledging God. As we begin 2014, we are acknowledging that God must be first. And Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. If Jesus is first, if God is first, I promise you, he's going to bless everything else in your life. The Word of God says all the other things that you have need of will be added unto you. But God must be first. Don't tip God this year with your life. Now go back to verse 25 of Matthew 6. And I want everyone to open the Scriptures looking at this. Because Jesus lays the groundwork here against worry and anxiety in 2014. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not life more than meat, and body more than raiment? So many times we get concerned uh, about what we're going to eat and what we're going to wear, the clothing, the attire. The culture will press you into a spiral of always trying to be clothed just so-so, and undue stress and undue worry arises by trying to keep up with the culture. And Jesus says you don't have to be worried about those things. Rather than the culture setting the trends, I believe the church ought to set the trends. Amen? We need some young people full of the Holy Ghost in 2014 that sets the trends. That tells the world what looks right and what does not look right. Uh, what is becoming to a child of God. 
I, I figured on the first Sunday of the year I'd just go ahead and preach just a little bit right here because I believe that modest is still cool. I, I believe that uh, holiness becometh the child of God. Amen. And it, uh, and, and it shows up in how we dress and how we, how we apparel ourselves. I believe that wholesomeness is still good. Decency is still good. Amen. So don't be so over-concerned about uh, the clothes and, and what you're going to eat and keeping up uh, with the people of this culture. You, we need to set the trends for the culture. Amen. Verse 26, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much more better than they? All of the fowls, all of the, uh, the, the birds, the Word of God is saying, Jesus is saying that you're more important than those things, and they take very little concern in, in what they're going to eat, but God takes care of them. He knows the sparrows. He knows that before they fall to the ground, he knows everything about their condition. And it says, Jesus says, he feeds them. I'm telling you, those things that can create undue worry and stress this year, you need to put your faith in God because Jesus has to admonish them. He says, oh, ye of little faith. This year, let's be concerned with keeping Jesus as Lord. Let's be concerned with seeking God first. And all the clothes will come into line. Uh, all of the, the, the food that's needed uh, for our table, it'll be provided for if God is first in our life. Verse 27, look at it. People are so concerned about whether they're short or whether they're tall. Look at this. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? My wife and I were over at St. John's Town Center Thursday afternoon, late Thursday afternoon, and we were trying to pick up a, a little uh, birthday present for Elena who turned seven on Friday. And uh, I said, honey, look at that girl. And here, here come, came a young lady across the parking lot and uh, probably uh, early 20s, and she had platform shoes on that were about 12 inches high. I'm talking about stilts. I said, if that girl hits a crack in the sidewalk or hits a pebble on that, on that asphalt, she's going down. Trying to make herself uh, so tall. You know, we worry about, the, and I'm not preaching against platform shoes this morning. Amen. But what I am saying is, friends, you don't have to worry about those things. God made you just like you are. If you're tall, you need to praise God for it. If you're short, you need to say, blessed are the short. Amen. I'm very confident in who I am and how God made me. He made me just like I am, and I thank God for it. But when I'm in the usher's room and need something off the top shelf, I say, Bobby, can you reach that for me? Hallelujah. Who can add one cubit under their stature? Look at verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. The beauty of the lilies, and Jesus denotes that and points to that, and, and, and how beautiful they are. But there's no undue worry or concern. Let's don't let the 
devil give us a mindset in 2014 that we've got to be overburdened about. He's going to take care of you this year. I'm telling you, if you will seek God first, you don't need to worry about clothes. You don't need to worry about food. You don't need to worry about stature. God is your source. Verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, that is a reference to how the Orientals would take the grass of the field and they would bind it together and because in, in many places they would not have the wood for the fires and so they had to make their own type of burning materials to put into the oven as fuel. And so they would bind all of the grass very tightly and, and uh, together so that it would be uh, sort of formed together like a log or a piece of wood and it would burn longer. And, and so, so uh, he says... He clothes the, the grass of the field, verse 30, which is today and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? With all shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things. Herein lies the word of God in 2014. God expects his people to have faith, that we've got to operate in faith, that we've got to speak and declare faith. Somebody say amen. Everybody go to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. I want to show you how to strengthen your faith in 2014. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith will never grow, your faith will never be strengthened without delving in and studying the word of the living God. That's how your faith grows as you get in this book and read this word. It's so important this year, you get into the book, the word of God. Now look at Romans 10, 8, back up a few verses. When the word of God gets in you and faith begins to grow, but what saith it? The word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and even in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. When you begin to develop that faith muscle and faith begins to grow in your life, what comes out of your mouth is not lack of faith and doubt and unbelief. What comes out of your mouth is I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. With God all things are possible in 2014. That the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my shield. The Lord is my helper. I want to tell you what, what you will profess and what you will confess and what you will declare and decree in 2014. If you've been putting the word of God in, the word of faith will come out of your mouth. It is nigh thee even in thy mouth. I want to tell you the hidden secret for 2014 is not what I talked about last Sunday, the hidden chalice the crusaders looked for in the mid-centuries. It's not the lucky rabbit's foot or the lucky chain or charm. It's not the horseshoe over the doorway because that may fall and hit you on the head. It's not the fountain of youth and I've been down to St. Augustine and drank of the fountain of youth. I want to tell you, it don't make you any younger. I'm telling you the secret that uh, the secret of, uh, of the blessing and the secret of the great life and the good life and the blessings of God and the favor of God is seek First, the kingdom of God and all of these other things shall be added unto you. 
It's not even eating black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. I know a lot of people subscribe to the fact that that's supposed to give you good luck. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I ate black-eyed peas on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, not believing it was going to bring me any luck, but I like black-eyed peas and collard greens. Amen. My wife even made some hopping John to go with it. Amen. You need to know what that is? You come see her after church. That's some good eating, but it wasn't about good luck. It was because that's some good food to have, amen, to start a new year. I want to tell you, the arsenal, the weapon in your arsenal needs to be the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Three or four years ago, the general superintendent of the Assemblies of God invited a number of pastors to come meet with him. And uh, there were about 60 pastors from across the United States that had gathered and for three days of meetings. And while we were there, he took us out golfing. And uh, I didn't have a set of golf clubs. I'm, I'm golf, well, I golfed one time last year, so I don't golf a lot. But I do enjoy it when I go. And, and so I rented a set of golf clubs. And uh, the general superintendent offered a number of prizes during that particular day of golfing. And we got to this one uh, par three, and it was about 170 yards. It was up on a precipice where you were teeing off and would drop about 100 feet down to the green, about 170 yards away. And uh, I, I got up there, and I'm, I'm not a good golfer, and, but I, I just enjoy it. When I go out, we have fun. We have a blast. Amen. I'm watching golfers throw their clubs, break their clubs, and I'm just, we're having a good old time. Amen. And, and so at this particular uh, Par three, they were giving away a $350 driver, a brand new driver. And I said, well, Lord, I sure would like to have that driver. That'd be a nice driver. Not that it would help my game any, but it would just be a nice thing. So I get up to uh, the tee box, and I've got all these pastors from all over the United States watching me. And I pull out of my golf bag a driver for a par three. I heard gasp. You see what club he's pulled out of his bag? I heard snickering going on because you don't use a driver on a par three. I got up there and I said under my breath, in the name of Jesus, ball, I command you to go to that hole. I said, I confess, and out of my mouth, that ball is going to fly. It's going to go right to that hole, and I'm going to be the closest to the pin. I got up there with that driver. And I swung that driver, and I could hear them all behind me just laughing and snickering. That ball ended up six inches from the hole. They moved the little marker over and put Pastor Gary Wiggins right there on that marker. I won the driver, the $350 driver that I have in my hand. I'm telling you, I heard some of my peers saying, well, he's from Florida. They play golf all the time down there. It don't have a thing to do with how much you play golf. It has a thing to do with what's in here, what comes out of here, what's in here. What the, yes, there needs to be some skill level in the area of life where God has planted you. But at the end of the day, God is our source. God is our, with God all things are possible in 2014. These pastors, we got a golfing day with all the pastors coming up after the fast. And they can't stand it because I get in their head the whole game. Amen. I'm confessing the word of God and they're over there just, I happen to keep them saved. Amen. 
Go to Romans 14, 17. Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. What is it? It's righteousness. If you will pursue righteousness this year, the other two will follow. It is peace and it is joy in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, pursue righteousness. First things first. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all the other things. If God will be your ultimate, if God will be your goal, if God will be your first, it can't just be an occasional thing this year. If God is first in your life, I'm telling you, there is not a mountain you cannot climb. There is not a valley you cannot cross. There is not a thing you cannot do because you can do all things through Christ who will give you strength in 014. And what will come will be the peace and the joy and the Holy Ghost. I want everybody to take, down a, take a pen and paper and I want to I speak something over you that you're to do this year. Four words that I want you to write down. I want everybody to write these four words from Genesis 1.28 from my sermon series, The Breath of God, that I believe God's called this church to be and do and for you individually in 2014. These, first, these four words are found in Genesis 1 beginning with verse 28. God says to multiply. He says be fruitful and multiply. And I release that over you. Be fruitful and multiply. He says replenish. Everybody say replenish. He then says in verse 28 of Genesis 1, have dominion. I'm telling you, we're releasing that this morning. Have dominion. It's time you've been beneath and God wants you to be above only. I don't know who that's for, but you've been beneath and you need to be above, above only. Add that only in there because it's in the scripture. And the last thing in this verse, he says, subdue. We're going to be fruitful and multiply. We're going to replenish. We're going to have dominion. And we're going to subdue. That's a charge to everyone. And that's a blessing I'm releasing over this congregation. But I'm making a charge to all of this Evangel Temple family for 2014. Your pastor should not be preaching to empty pews this coming year. We have between 15, 16, 1700 people on a Sunday morning. This building seats 3,200. I want to tell you, God wants us to fill this building up this year. And sheep beget sheep. And it's time to be fruitful and multiply this year. Amen? To replenish, to have some dominion, and to subdue. But it will come as we seek first the kingdom of God, as we seek the Lord. Amen? I want to read you some scriptures, and then we're going to declare some things in here. Proverbs 3.9 says, Honor the Lord with the first fruits of all thine increase, and so shall thy barns be filled with plenty. If you honor God first, your barn is going to be filled with plenty, and your presses will break forth with new wine. Psalm 91 says to the person, verse 11 says to the person that honors the Lord first, angels will keep thee in all thy ways. 
and I release that over you. How many claim that? Psalm 9111, angels watching over you. Proverbs 4.26, if you acknowledge the Lord first, he will establish thy feet in thy way. God can establish your goings in and your comings out in 2014. Psalm, 26, Psalm 67 verse 2, if you honor the Lord first, thy ways shall be known upon... In fact, let's stand right now. Come on, I'm going I'm to speak this over you. Psalm 67, verse 2, if you honor the Lord first, if you seek first the Lord this year, thy ways shall be known upon the earth. 2 Chronicles 6, 30, if you honor the Lord first, God will render unto you according to your ways. Joshua 1, 6, 1, 8, I'm sorry, 1, 8, if you honor the Lord and the book of his law does not depart out of your mouth, and you meditate day and night. Somebody slip your hand up right now because I'm going to read this straight out of the Word of God. Thy way shall be prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Be not afraid. Be strong and of a good courage. I'm telling you, the first fruits is an important teaching from the Scripture. Honoring the Lord with the first fruits of your time, your talents, your treasure. It is the first that is blessed. The first seed that is blessed. It's that seed that you plant. I want to challenge you with fasting, and I want you to listen to this because this is a very real illustration. A pastor called me Friday afternoon. I was sitting at home reading my Bible Friday afternoon, and he called. It's a pastor I know very well, and he said, you remember last year when you prayed with me about our church, this church runs about a thousand people, and they are six point two million dollars in debt. And he called me last year about their situation, and I referred him to a banker. I said, "This is a good Christian, spirit-filled banker. Maybe he has some help for you." And we prayed for him. He called me Friday afternoon. He said, I want to tell you, he said, we went in, I met with the banker, but he said, we went into the 21 days of fasting that you encouraged me to do at the beginning of the year. And he said, during that 21 days of doing the fast, he said, the Lord spoke to me a word, release. And he said, all year long, I have, I have kept that word in my spirit, and I would preach it occasionally in my pulpit. And he said, but it kept coming to mind, he said, December 17th, a couple of weeks ago, he said, I sat in a bank's boardroom signing all the documents. And he said, because of the call that you gave me to make to this banker and people that he knew things developed, he said, a bank wrote off $3 million of our indebtedness on December 17th, just a couple of days ago. He said, I signed all of the documents our church is in debt now 3.2, but at the top of the document in red was the word release. I want to tell you, fasting's important. And that's why every person in this congregation, our church family, you need to fast the next 21 days starting today. There's plenty that you can eat other than meats and sweets. 
But read the word. Pray. Get with God. Seek God first. I'm telling you, there's some things that he's wanting to do and he's wanting to restore. I want heaven on this first Sunday to note Evangel Temple praying over Israel. This congregation planted seed in Israel in October. 23 of us went to Israel and I took two checks from this church. We have not stopped reaping from what happened when we planted that seed in Israel. The word of God says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They that do will prosper. God's very clear what he blesses and what he does not bless, what he likes and even what he hates in the book of Proverbs. I want us to see, let heaven see us praying. We're going to plant seed in Israel several times this year. So just wait. We're going to pray for the appropriate time. But I'm telling you, that's seed planted in good soil. But we're planting our prayers, and I want heaven to record us blessing, praying for the peace of Jerusalem. God said in Genesis 12, I will bless those that bless Israel, and I will curse those that curse Israel. I want you to slip your hands up. Pastor, I want you to come lead us in this prayer over Israel right now. Pray over Israel and bless Israel. Father, for the seed of Abraham and the land that you covenanted with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you said you would bless them, they, their seed would become as the sand of the sea that could not be numbered and the stars of heaven that could not be numbered. And Father, down through the years, you've kept that covenant. May today there be a renewal of the restoration and the release and the promise of God over that land. Lord, for a long time, People have hated and tried to destroy and eradicate the apple of your eye. You have protected them. Do it now. Speak, Lord, to their enemies and push them away. Lord, stop all of those who plan to launch missiles and do warlike activities trying to drive them into the sea. Protect your people. And, Lord, we pray for all of the seed of Abraham. We pray for the Arabic people and the Jewish people. We pray especially a blessing upon them to come to know that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. We bless your people. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say amen. I want heaven to record us blessing Israel on this first Sunday. It says in Job 42 verse 12 that the Lord blessed the last part of Job's life more than the first you've been in a season I'm telling you this is a new season this is a new year the blessings of God are flowing I want you to slip your hands up right now and father I declare Job 42 over this congregation to today that Lord more than the first season more than the first portion of life life that, Lord, we speak your word of how you blessed Job in the latter part. And the blessings of God flowed in such an incredible way. Your hand was upon him. And so, Lord, we release that on this first Sunday of the new year. Everyone even watching right now. Come on, slip up your hand. You're watching by television. Lift up your hand. And Lord, I speak the blessings that the latter part is going to be blessed that this new year is going to be blessed. And as we have come in in the first 
Sunday of a new year, we have shown you what matters most and we've come to the house of worship on the Lord's day to seek first the kingdom of God. Lord, I lift my hands over this congregation and I speak Matthew 6, that everything they have need of this year is going to be met in Christ. That the hand of a merciful and mighty God will perfect it and cause it to be so according to your eternal word in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you have a spiritual need, I want you to move from where you're standing right now. I want you to come to the front. Any kind of spiritual need, if you're struggling with something, if you've been battling something, if the devil's been bringing temptation your way, I want you to move from where you're standing. Maybe you've been backsliding. Maybe things have not been where they ought to be spiritually in your life. I invite you to come right now. If you're a prodigal running from God, I invite you to come. I need some altar workers and prayer partners to come down quickly. If you're a sinner and you've never given your life to Jesus, you have to come by way of the cross. You have to come by way of the cross. If you do not know Jesus, I invite you to come. But I sense in my heart on this first Sunday, there's Christians that need to come and repent and confess. And you need to get some things under the blood so that you can seek Him with all your heart this year. On the first day of this fast, I'm telling you, God's going to do something. This 21 days is going to bless the rest of the year. The seed you sow right now at the beginning of the year is going to bless the rest of your year. And if there's a spiritual need, I invite you to come. Come on, come on, there's some others that need to come. We're going to sing this one time and pray. Jennifer, lead us.
Let's all sing that part again. closing part of what we're doing is we're reclaiming stuff in this fast and I want us to reclaim America for God amen I want you to lift your hands this will be our closing prayer and I want everybody to pray for your nation right now pray for America we are going to see revival in 2014 we're going to see a move of God this year Lord we pray for a mighty visitation that in this year God you will come to this nation come to this people that you will hear us oh God hear our cries of repentance and confession forgive our nation oh God for the many sins we repent oh God across this nation stir up prophets stir up pastors and preachers teachers of the word that will proclaim the holy word of God in this nation and call a nation back to its spiritual roots and foundation Lord we turn to you with repentance we turn to you with fastings and we call for a mighty revival to break out Lord we take America back we call come on we take America back we call America back in the name of Jesus come home to a loving merciful God hallelujah hallelujah All of the deacons are to meet for just a few moments in pastor's office. So we'll meet in just a moment. But this is our closing. Before you move, let's sing it one more time. Open the blind eyes. Yeah. Come to your feet.